Uh, hello, everybody, or no one. It doesn't matter that no one's in this room because I started out without telling anyone. That is the point. It is just a test. If you know who I am, I don't need to explain. But if you don't know who I am, which is highly unlikely, not it's not unlikely that you wouldn't know who I am. It's unlikely that you wouldn't know who I am and that you would be listening to this. I feel like that anyone who would be voluntarily listening to this uh, would inherently know who I am. Unless you just play in green room roulette. Then it's up to you. This is a test, basically, uh, of just me talking. And I'm going to get the recording. And then maybe I'll put it up on YouTube for some fine people to listen to. Or not listen to. And that is... That is the beauty of free will. My name is RJ. I am a uh, uh, raconteur is the best way to put it. Uh, I, I like to share witticisms about pretty much nothing. Uh, but today, I thought I would go a little deeper today. This evening. It's 10 o'clock. I don't know why. And I thought I would... I'm, I'm sitting at my desk in the dark for some reason. Like I'm... Um, I don't know. Who would write by candlelight with a quill and ink? I think Lincoln did it once. Maybe it's how he wrote the Gettysburg Address. Unless he wrote it on the train. I think all of those stories are bullshit. There's no way he's... I saw it. I saw... I don't know where the hell I was. Some, some museum. They're like, this is what it looks like. I'm like, this guy wrote this on the train? How smooth was this, was this train ride? What were they running on? So smooth. With a quill on a train? It's ridiculous. Anyway, I thought I would take this moment uh, today to talk about uh, anxiety. I like to share little things throughout the week that have given me anxiety. There always seems to be a lot of them, and I thought this would be a good way to let them out and maybe move on with my life tomorrow. Maybe if I share it in this forum, then the next day they will have left my mind, because I certainly won't be listening to this again. Uh, So this is my way of letting things go. Um, So, for example, uh, something that gave me anxiety today, I went food shopping to this specific grocery store. I went there for the first time in a while, and it was a grocery store that my mother used to go to. She used to frequent it, and it's owned by a guy named Ray. And she used to have... She had a great rapport with Ray. She always used to talk. They used to joke around back and forth. Hey, Ray, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? My mother feels like if you go to retail or grocery shopping or something um, in that realm that she gets to call the shots. Really, truly, the customer is always right, especially when it's her. I think that's what she thought was most important. So she has a great rapport with Ray. Ray has a rapport with her. They know each other's names. They joke back and forth. They josh with each other which is a term i've only read in the play anyway it was just me today son's mother my mother was not there and ray was there he had his mask on you gotta wear your mask in the store he had his mask on i had my mask on and i saw him looking at me and i just prayed that because i had the mask on he would not recognize me you know I got it on, he's got it, I can't see if he's smiling or not, maybe it's better in a world with the masks that people, that I know vaguely don't recognize me. 
that was not the case. I tried so hard, and it was just just absolutely not the case. Um, <laughs> so because he was staring, I felt him. You feel people stare at you. What is that feeling? It's like a heat. You know, if you're looking down at the floor, you're looking somewhere else. I believe I was rummaging through the cucumbers at this juncture, and I I felt him. Oh, Joseph Nudd is in the chat, and he said, what up? What up to you, Joseph? I'm sharing my anxiety that I went through today. So this ray guy is just staring at me, and I feel that heat. They're like lasers, but maybe it's a heat of my own reflection. You know what I mean? Now I have to realize he's looking at me, and I'm thinking about what he's thinking about, and and the conversation was horrible. He said, "How's he started off with where's your mom? How's your mom? All about my mom." And I wanted to explain to him, like, "Look, right, I'm a different person. The rapport you had with my mother does not automatically extend to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I hope you do." Uh, you gotta start from scratch, Ray. I don't have her witticisms. I am my own person. What can I say about that? I am not quite sure. Um, so take it easy, Ray. Acknowledge me as a person. Learn something about me. And let's develop our own rapport. That's what I should have said. I did not say that. I tried to answer... On her now I'm speaking on her behalf. You know, I'm trying to see how that will go. It's not going well. And it was just mumbling back and forth, talking, you know, and the default is to talk about the pandemic and the international restrictions and then the national restrictions and then the local restrictions, which I, I don't care to talk about that. There's nothing that I could share that he wouldn't know. There's nothing that he could share, quite frankly, that I wouldn't know or that I would care about. What do I, I don't care about the restrictions running a grocery store during a pandemic. Not that, like, I'm not belittling the person. I just don't care enough to make this conversation engrossing. Uh, So we talked about my mother. This was forced upon me and I used her as a, as a conduit. I mean, he used her. Let's let's be fair. He tried to reach out to me, and that was sweet of him. But he didn't do it uh, in a way that treated me as my own person. Which really, I believe, stymied what was possible here. Uh, so we mumbled back and forth about her. And also, you know, it was a weird feeling of embarrassment that I uh, I wasn't crazy about the, what was in my shopping cart. I had cucumbers, I had salad, frozen bread, and maybe tortilla chips. And I really, really think that's it. And that's embarrassing. Like, no meat. It was one of those things where, like, I did most of my shopping already, in the week and then this was just like trying to round the bases and like fill stuff out so I really only had just like vegetables and bread and tortilla chips and that was just weird I felt like he was looking at me like what the hell is this like you come into my store you will waste 
the space in my store and this is this is what you're buying Joseph Nudd was in the chat. He said, what up? He re- requested to speak, and that only lasted a minute, and then he left. So it's back to me again. But it's fine. We're going to get through this. Um, so I, I also felt that insecurity. So not only is he treating me as an accessory to the person he really wants to talk to, I felt grosser shame. Not gross. G-R-O-S-S. Uh, G-R-O-C-E-R. He is the grocer. And I felt like he was ashamed of me uh, buying those things in the store. And we just mumbled back and forth about my mother. And then there's no way to escape it. There's no, well, because it's his store. And I'm not done shopping. And it's not a big grocery store. It's it's very, very small. It's like the size of, of a big backyard. Does that make any sense? Like, it's not, it's smaller than your general grocery store. So, even if I wanted to get away from him, as long as I'm still in the store, he's incredibly close. He's within speaking distance at all times. Which, spatially, is horrible because the conversation then, essentially, can never end. Right? Because at any... Well, I'll talk to you later. I would have to physically leave the store at that point. Um, Because if I said, well, sounds good. It was good talking to you, Ray. I'll talk to you. I'll see you soon. And then I go down an aisle and he's still a foot behind me. The air of the conversation is still there. I don't know how to explain it. It still exists. (laughs) It's like the ghost of our conversation is still there. It's not fully, fully dead. So the only way around that is to not do a hard goodbye and to just physically walk away, which is odd because you walk away in the sense that you're ending the conversation, but it's not a hard break because you can only walk so far. So that's where I was. Uh, And, you know, immediately as I turned to walk away... I turned the cart and I started to move down the aisle and then there was that clean break. I immediately started hating myself. Um, Not only because of my poor performance here, uh, but because I could feel still his grosser shame now in me as a person and his regret that my mother wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like that was like, that was hard for him to deal with. She's still alive. I mean, you know, whatever. But he wanted to see her. Uh, and I didn't make, I didn't, I was not a good ambassador uh, for my family. I don't think so. And, and I took it hard. I like, I immediately just started like hating myself. I was like, this is just a complete complete disaster Um, and I can never do this again I can only go to grocery stores where I don't know the people and that's okay I think that's that's really fine I think it's really good like and why does that interaction bother me it's like because you know I I talk in front of people I have no problem talking in front of people I have no problems doing this I'm, I'm doing this thing it's now been what 12 minutes and I'm in this green room 
entirely by myself, save for Joseph Nutt, who popped in and then almost immediately popped out. It's too bad, because I wasn't going to talk to him if he hung around. There goes the great Joseph Nutt. So why am I comfortable in this situation? I mean, not that I'm comfortable comfortable, but I'm like, you know what? Like, comfortable enough to, like, face it and say, let's go. Let's figure it out. But I was so terrified, and I'm haunted now by this. I mean, I'm in my head, I feel it was a horrible, horrible conversation, but it probably wasn't that bad. And then I feel like, does this person know me? Obviously not, because he really just used me as the uh, conduit to speak about my mother. But does he know that I speak, that I make videos? that I talk to people all the time. I want to go back and not even talk to him, just slip in my resume. (laughs) Say, listen, I know this wasn't my best. I just want you to look at things I've done. There's something about, like, the triviality of those moments that terrify me. And that, to me, is true anxiety. Because there's absolutely no reason to be afraid. He's not intimidating. I didn't do anything wrong. He's not, if I, if I was stealing, then it wouldn't be anxiety. I'd be worried about getting caught. I didn't do anything. I was fully paying for this food. There's no reason that it shouldn't be a pleasant conversation. And it's, there is something about staying on the surface of small talk that I seem to be not only incapable of, but daunted by. There's something there where I go, holy shit, this is a lot of work to pretend to be interested. And I'm not. I'm not interested. And I wonder if he is interested at all. You know? Oh my god, I'm yawning. That's a good sign. That sounds really good. I'm sure that'll be great. Can we just... I'm going to cut out me yawning. No, I won't edit this at all. Because I don't have the inclination. It's late. Shit. I'm going to bed after this. Leave me alone. There is something about that small talk. Where I look for things to be interested about. But they're at such a surface level. That I can't find anything. And then I don't express fake interest well. And then I just come off like an asshole. Like a bored asshole. Who also, let's face it, I gave off even less. At least he initiated and asked how my mother was. You know what I mean? Isn't that ultimately the important thing? Thank. I should have grabbed his wrist and said, thank you for caring. I can't do that anymore. My grandmother was a wrist. My grandmother would hold you for some reason as she talked to you. No matter who you were. Your waiter or a grocer, she would grab your wrist as if you were going to run away. It's a real power move. However, he does have Ray the grocer some level of authority. It's his store. He knows everything about it. It's his. It's his business. He's a man about time, and here I am, uh, a mere shopper just shopping and for some reason I now have the weight of the world on my shoulders I don't know don't know why and I don't know how I will get over it 
Um, I had an okay time with the cashier who checked me out. I think I, but that situation, I usually say the same shit. How are you? Good. How are you? Is like always my reply, which is great. Makes me feel happy. Um, do you need a receipt? No, I will say no. And I will say, great, thank you. And usually there's a have a nice day. And I'll say, you too. Totally fine with me. And it's also better in this circumstance that they can't see my face. Because I can give tonally a level of happiness and gratitude and excitement without having to show it in my face, which I don't seem to know how. It seems to really bother me. So I really wish... I don't wish I can go back and apologize to Ray. I wish that there was no interaction at all. I wish that he just left me alone. It's not his fault. It's not Ray's fault at all. I want that to be known. What he did was the what he should have done. It's his place. It's his inclination. And I think that's fantastic. It's the problem was me... I put myself in a position of trivial inadequacy when talking to him. It was like he was like the emperor of the world. And I was a lowly servant. And I had nothing I could possibly muster that was of any use. I mean, it's his store. What am I going to say? That great cucumbers. Am I going to strive to compliment him? Or am I going to do the playful criticism You know, you could play better music in here. Sometimes in these groceries, especially when I'm feeling like this after a disastrous conversation with a grocer, they will, the the saddest music, just a little bit like a 90s emotional, maybe like a Tony Braxton thing. And it will just, I will have to get out of there as quickly as possible. feel like I'm at, my own funeral at that juncture, you know, it's so horrible. And then I get in the car and I just, it feels like someone has tied a weight to my back and I'm dragging it around. I'm so, I'm so worried about what Ray thinks of me that instead of wanting him to think nice things about me, I want him to not think about me at all. That would make, I don't even want to impress him. Because that would be too intimidating for me. For what reason? Am I intimidated by Ray the Grocer? I have no idea. This insecurity. Did I somehow want to become a grocer when I was a child? And this is like my Babe Ruth. (laughs) And I'm in awe of this person. I also don't do a great job of looking at those people in the eye when I'm talking to them. That's it. Also, you know... I wasn't dressed up. I wasn't done up. I wasn't necessarily clean. I had showered the day before. Not that I smelled or anything. But, you know, max, I was a 6 out of 10 of what I'm capable of. Probably a 4 or a 5. So maybe if I had showered and put on my going out clothes. You know what I mean? You put on... There's certain outfits you wear when you are under the impression that no one is going to see you. And that's what I was wearing. They were not jeans. They were very similar to what I had on in the house. I maybe have 
I basically put my shoes on, maybe some socks, and that was pretty much it. Because I can't go home when, when you're in. You put out, you're going out clothes, and then you go home. You gotta. I have to change immediately. It was too much work. I already had to deal with the bags and shit. Um. So you know, maybe, maybe I should have made a big impression. But then I think. So is the reason I don't even want him to think good of me? I want him to think about me not at all. Is that because? I'm too lazy to impress this person. Is this, is my anxiety stemming from laziness that I didn't want to have to put on jeans and nice shoes to go to the grocery store? And then I feel like if I look that nice, can't be just buying cucumbers and salad and frozen bread and tortilla chips. Tortilla chips? Jesus. Tortilla chips? I got to be buying, you know, Perrier... Perrier and, and Pellegrino, Perrier, somewhere in there, Perrier was like, hey, let's just be plastic and fun. And Pellegrino was like, fuck you, Perrier, guys. We're going to be the refined sparkling water. And good for them. And then for some reason, out of nowhere, like it had never happened before, there's that buble shit and there's that aha shit. It just totally, totally, totally out of this explosion of Oh, we can carbonate whatever we want. They found a bunch of fake flavors. It was like, you know, discovering some rare gems. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is amazing. Tell the world. There were things in the grocery store I was not able to find. I was upset. He had the almond milk version of the creamer I wanted. Did not have the coconut milk version. What? But like, what am I going to do? Am I going to say that to him? And then I'm on the hook for that little request. Boy, I can't even speak. Good thing this is audio only. Little request. I can't say request. Maybe it's just that word. Little request, Ray. It's because it's followed by Ray. If I say little request, fine. Little request, see? My mouth wants to say Ray so badly because he frightens me. You know? Oh, did Joseph put a gif? Of, uh, why should you say that? I don't even know what that's in reference to. Joseph Nutt is back, but thank you. That's, that's incredibly sweet of you. Thank you for talking, Joseph. Um, let's talk more about Ray. He looked good. He was in his element. I was not in my element. That's, that's the bottom line there. You know what I mean? And I could have done a better job of, of managing myself my expectations i should have been a better guest should i have been more humble i don't think i was pompous i'm just i'm just so sorry and i can't tell my mother about this i can't call her and say hey i i really botched things with ray you're going to need to go over there next week and patch things up i'm sorry about my son he's a bumbling idiot he didn't even put on jeans to come here wearing house shorts found it repulsive I am so so sorry Ray and to answer your questions I'm doing fine they have chemistry I have no chemistry with Ray is that wrong to assume that because I have if you have chemistry with someone's mother you would also have chemistry with their child that's not true at all I've met some really really interesting people who've had the absolute most boring children in the world 
and vice versa. Fascinating kids, and they're like, "This is my mom," and she's just—it's like you're talking to wood. You say some things are not quite genetic, I guess. Um. Oh, poor Ray, poor Ray, poor my mother. Now you know what's my mother gonna do if she goes back? Maybe I should call my mother and say, "Look, let's not go there anymore. I made a bad impression. It's gonna stay. We need to escape it." I don't know. She's going to go back. They're not going to mention me at all. That's what's going to happen. He's going to be so excited. Ray will be so excited to see my mother. um, That he'll forget about me completely. As opposed to saying... Because what is he going to say? Hey, I talked to your son. He's a fucking idiot. This guy's a moron. What are you doing? Having a son like this? Why don't you train him? How'd you raise this man to speak to grocers... He didn't know what to say. It was ridiculous. It's a horrible thing to do. Maybe I can write him a letter. Well, I mean, I'm doing this. You think this will ever make his way to him? I, look, he's a nice guy. He likes talking to the people in his store. He owns the store. He wants to make people feel at home. But when I am at home, I don't get spoken to um, by grocers about the status of my mother. That's that's the reality here. I think we're skirting the issue, right? Is that I was not in a talking mood. And this is, of course, the problem with having half my face covered. Is that, well, there's no problem with it. I think everybody should do it. And it's fine and easy and stop complaining. But the drawback of it um, is that he was not sure if I was in the mood to talk or not. I could have just, if I was able, if you could see my mouth, I could have given him a tight-lipped smile, and that would have said, I see you, I acknowledge you, I know who you are, I don't want to speak to you. Hey, like that, mm, mm, that kind of face. Because anyone with their mouth open wants to talk. Some people walk, or some people just breathe through their mouth, which is just so disgusting. And I've been working hard, maybe since Christmas, on nose breathing. Did you hear that? That was a good nose one. Uh, I think it should make me a better person. But quite frankly, um, I'm still working on it. So what did we learn today about my anxiety? Mm, it shows up when I don't do anything wrong. <laughs> or else it would be a, a legitimate worry. Uh, people of a higher status intimidate me. Maybe I... Um, uh, magnify the status too much either by raising them up or putting myself down or, or really by this conversation it's safe to say both and and also maybe I feel inferior to my mother in terms of the witty repartee these two were like Burns and Allen they were something else you see Ray and my mom together they were yucking it up they got along so well right <laughs> right from the get-go and but it's not even a skill i want to have i gotta i don't have the day to spend in a grocery store and some people do and some people like that they they treat it like their bar you know what i mean they go there a couple times a week they know everyone they know where everything is the people know them which is great this would be like if Norm's 
son walked into Cheers and he was just a bumbling fool and kind of an asshole. And everybody in Ted Danson was like, the hell is wrong with that kid? And then, you know, the next week he leaves and Norm comes back and nobody brings up the kid. They just go, Norm! They're so happy that my mom is the norm of this grocery store. That's what I'll say. Maybe I should just get involved in the grocer community more and understand them better and have write down stock questions on cards. How's the inventory? Things like that. Anything in season? I bought, also, sorry, correction, I bought blueberries too. They were organic and they were very expensive. And they were in my cart at the time I talked to Ray. So quite frankly, he should have been a lot nicer to me because they cost a lot of money, okay? Especially just just for me, he should show a little bit of gratitude. Instead of, how's your mom? What's going on with your mom? How about, thank you for buying these blueberries. I know they're very expensive. And I know at the end of the day, even if they're organic and good, they're only blueberries, and there's quite a ceiling on blueberries. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for this test. Was it a successful test? Well, it was successful in the sense that it was a test, and I am certainly uh, testing it. I thought I should put out some more content, so I've decided to title this program More Content with RJ City, because that's exactly what it is, but the subtitle is high anxiety because I was I was greeting it and saying hey there anxiety how are you in the hopes that by tomorrow it will go away